What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? Welcome to the Reformatory Podcast, where we explore, examine, and pontificate on all things theological, humorous, whatever else comes to our mind randomly. My name is Daniel Corey. I am a pastor at King's Cross Church in Kirkland, Washington. I am Josh Loftus, member at said King's Cross Church in Kirkland, Washington. And I would like to extend a very warm welcome to Mr. Jack Berry. Gentlemen, happy National Caramel Popcorn Day. Man. Thank you. Right? I wish I had back. some. Where are the girl? Who who sells those usually? At <laughs> yeah, the it, ain't, it ain't Girl Scouts because if Girl Scout if Girl Scouts started selling caramel popcorn, oh, the have you had the be- trifecta like tins where it's yeah. like oh yeah, oh yes, and it's like the caramel and the cheddar and the regular. It's so good. It's so good. pretty amazing. Well, Daniel, this is kind of a first for us, man. We have our first guest. This is this is pretty cool. This is pretty awesome. I feel like we're a legitimate podcast now, John. We are. Yes, we've had sponsors, and now we have a guest. It's it's only downhill from here. Um, <laughs> so, Jack, I would like to give you just a quick opportunity to introduce yourself. Tell our our very faithful listeners uh, just a little bit about you, um, and uh, why we should be listening to you right now. Yeah, my name's uh, <laughs> Jack Barry. I live in Tacoma, Washington. T-town. Uh, yeah, we are uh, straight up Tacoma Aroma Land as we yeah. call it. Um, I've been a believer since uh, 2006. Um, Jesus saved me when I was two, three months into my freshman year of college when I was 18. So, And then um, more importantly, I kind of, uh, I was in the army for about five years. I was um, a Cav Scout officer during that time. Most of my time was spent at uh, Fort Lewis, and then I did a year tour in Afghanistan. Uh, I do a lot of uh, leading in the ways of uh, men's discipleship groups, men's Bible studies at my local church here in Tacoma. And so, yeah, uh, lived here since, well, I bought a house here in Tacoma not too long ago, about almost two years ago, but... uh, bounced around between East central Washington, where I grew up at Ellensburg, Yakima area and Tacoma, mostly within the last, I would say mm, less than 10 years. All right. 2011. So yeah. But. All right. All right. Yeah. And, and we have mentioned uh, Jack on the podcast before <clears throat> we were throwing Jack some love a couple episodes ago and uh, resurrection church, right? That's, that's the church yeah. you go to down there in Tacoma. Yes. Pastor Bubba Jennings, Bubba. That is his real name from Oklahoma and the big Bubba. I, I joke with him all the time because every time he brings up Adam and Eve, he's going to say naked. He will not say naked. <laughs> He will always say naked. And they were naked like, and not ashamed. Like right on the dime. And I'm like, dude, I think he said one time, instead of saying province, he was saying, he was trying to say province of Syria. He yeah. said providence of Syria. I'm like, Bubba, dude, 
Come Your on, Oki needs to be reformed, man. <laughs> so, oh, man. It's fun times there. Um, actually, one of my pastors lives down the street from me here. So we have well, that's awesome. some fun times as well, too. He's been kind of my, um, I would say, more of my spiritual mentor the last five years-ish. So, right yeah. On. Right on. Yeah. Well, Jack, you and I met on Facebook a few years ago uh, and just had like like very, very scant uh, communication. And then we finally met face to face first time at the doc and Devo conference. Was yeah. that last year or two years ago? I think that was, I think it was two years ago. I think it was two that? years ago. I think it could have been, it, it, it could have been 2019. I think it was, it was last year, dude. Sorry. March, March, the month of March has been an entire year <laughs> at this point. Pretty much. And then it was I think we're living through. in the old Testament or the Proverbs where it's like one day is a thousand years or yes, something. That's like right. Yeah. The Lord has stopped the sun for Joshua <laughs> yeah. and we're, we're just sitting here waiting. And then it was kind of through our friendship uh, that uh, you connected with Daniel. So we've all kind of been uh, in the same same circle of friends for for a while yeah i had uh so real talk until you said jack's last name in real the podcast just now he was only ever jack uh so <laughs> well that's not even his truth so yeah it's his last name jack give us your full name buddy uh do you want the full story i, I want this? the i want the full name my dad grew up in the 60 like 50s 60s era where john f kennedy was very like very kind of almost iconish and he didn't go by John. He went by Jack. So all the people that knew him closely called him Jack Kennedy. And so my dad and my grandfather were both Edward J's. So my grandfather was Edward Julius, my dad's Edward Joseph. And then he's like, well, you're going to be legacy. So we'll name you Edward John. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. But then he called me Jack my entire life. Right. So now I have this identity crisis every time somebody says my name or like in like in middle school, they're like Edward J. And I'm like, I go by Jack. It's like, oh, that's your middle name, right? It's like, sure, we'll go with that. Um, but no, 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 the full name, your oh, full Ed, name. Edward John Velkovich Berry Third. Yes. Dude, I feel like I don't is, even know you. Yeah, I know. I could rule a small we, we, kingdom in Serbia right now. We, so. we have a third on our podcast. I love That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I met, I met Jack in uh, Chicago um, for the Doc and Devo. Yeah. Yeah. I walked in. I had no idea who he was. Um, he was sitting at a table with some other men, individuals of whom I did not know. And um, found out that you were from Tacoma. So, somehow, I just like struck up a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. I just remember thinking, like, this dude is a boss. Like, you came prepared. You were surrounded in a glory cloud. It was amazing. So, I had to fail myself like Moses or what? <laughs> yeah. You should have because I was serious. No, no, it was just to get the Tacoma smell off him. It takes a couple. Yeah. It takes a couple cigars. It takes a couple Lysol cans these days. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, you're from Tacoma. Yes. That's right. So yes. I'm always going to think of like, I'm always going to remember like that conversation with you. Uh, I was kicking it with, uh, what's his name? Logan. Dougie Logan. Oh, Doug Logan. Dougie Logan's. And, yeah, uh, and then Josh. I spent I spent three hours in a cigar lounge with Doug Logan one time. <laughs> he was just really intense. And I think I was like the only white guy at the table and he was just saying some intense stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh. He's just nodding. He's like, just like why are you what why are you quiet, man? And I'm like, I'm just here to listen. And he's like, okay, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, so awesome. we wanted to have Jack on this podcast because uh, we're starting a new series. First off, we're going to start a three-part series on the offices of Christ, prophet, priest, and king, and how Christ ultimately fulfills those offices for us. And we wanted to have Jack on for the prophet because Jack, if I remember correctly, you and your your uh, discipleship group or or potential elder group just just went through yeah profit we did the this huge intensive where we uh man it was like it's so i'm in this group called we call it aspire and so it's all the men who the elders think will be good elder candidates one day but you're kind of like getting discipled by them and then also doing some pretty hands-on things so in that time we were doing Christology. And in that it was like, all right, it's like, how is Jesus fully human? Go. How is Jesus fully divine? Go. And they were just like, it's like theology boot camp. They were like, give us proof text. Go, 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 go. Hypostatic union right now. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. It's like, this is kind of like nerding out, but it is like super tough. And then they gave us, uh, they gave myself and another guy, um, the office of prophet. And so, we did craft uh, some pretty good arguments and then we did like a, I can, if we go into it, I'll read the gospel call and what we kind of talked about too. But there's some other things too from like seminary, um, looking at the Old Testament and even looking at the life of Jesus that shows that he's, you know, the greatest prophet to ever live, but sure. not in the sense that Islam says that, but yeah, so. Right. So before we get into obviously how Christ is, is prophet um should we talk about a little bit of what what the office of prophet was what they did why why we have them daniel did you have an outline that you wanted to wanted to follow here man shooting from the hip today baby we're doing from oh no <laughs> come on we do that every oh uh, yeah that's true that's true our, our our notes like our our podcast prep usually consists of like three marco polos back back and forth to each other and that's about it no, so guys i was i did a little reading up on um so I usually don't recommend books until I've read them thoroughly and all the way through, but I'm pretty comfortable with this author, uh, the man who wrote the forward and uh, my best friend recommended it uh, robustly. So knowing Christ by Mark Jones, he's got a chapter in the back on um, the offices of Christ and it was excellent little read. But one of the things that he pointed out is that Christ, yeah, we break up, his um his ministry to the church in those three offices but uh the way mr mark jones put it i thought he he said it well was that uh, jesus as mediator fill, fulfills the offices of prophet priest and king and we may distinguish between these offices but they are not to be separated mm-hmm. in actual fact he has one office that of mediator between god and the elect I thought that was just a really uh-huh. excellent point to say, let's not, we, we can distinguish, but let's not slice and dice too severely because um, he is one, he is the mediator between God and man. And, um, and we can talk about aspects of that, uh, of his one office as mediator in those topics, but um, let's not get too bound up in like, well, is mediator part of being prophet or is it part of being a priest or is it right? Which um, is, well, well, and that's really cool because in the, you know, if you look in the new Testament, those offices were split up. Yeah. You know, they were split up very, very 
definitely there were there were defined lines mm-hmm. and we have in the person of Christ bringing them all together once for all being the perfect the the perfect uh representation of all three perfectly at the same time which is really really neat so if we're going to get into a little bit of what was the purpose of the prophet in the Old Testament day? Why did God give the prophets? What were they for? Let's understand what the prophets were, what they did, uh, and then we can start to understand how Christ obviously fulfills that perfectly. So who wants to, who wants to take that first? Go for it, Jack. I would say that the prophets definitely, the main purpose is to uh, do what Jesus did. And when Jesus is bringing in the kingdom of God, you see in the gospels, he's saying, repent and believe. And I think over and over again, that's basically what the prophets are doing in the Old Testament is saying, look, you guys are completely rebelling against what God has ordained. And not only that, but you're instituting and putting in kings that will allow you to rebel. So, hey, stop this. Stop sinning. Stop it. Stop it. Um, (laughs) Stop sinning. Stop like basically like going full tilt head on into destruction uh, because destruction is coming and you see it throughout the old Testament, the prophets will warn the nation of Israel, Judah, everybody about coming exile. And it's almost like, no, we don't believe you. It's like, we're not going to take that. And then right. yep, now you're in, <laughs> now you're in Nebuchadnezzar land. How about that? How'd that yeah. go well for you? Yeah. Um, How's that feel? How about them oh. Babylonian apples? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so I think over and over again, you see the prophet and it depends upon what they're talking about because most, some of the prophets are strictly there to preach that judgment is coming. So I would probably, um, I'm trying to remember specific, I want to say Ezekiel is mostly a judgment prophet. If I want to say that correctly. Um, Jeremiah. 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 And then you have, and then I wouldn't separate So there's a very distinct separation where you have the quote unquote major prophets and then you have the minor prophets, but uh, you have the, what we call the 12 and then you have kind of the three kind of the three wise men, so to say, in Jeremiah, Ezekiel and Isaiah. Um, And so a lot of that is just really them showing uh, the nation of Israel that they need to repent and they need to institute what God has commanded them. But in obviously humanity's nature they're going to rebel against god and they're going to prop up their own kings that are going to institute their own laws so yeah yeah it's basically the, the prophet was the basically the the mouthpiece of god mm-hmm. thus says the lord mm-hmm. right the lord yeah. would reveal his will and his word through the mouths of his prophets mm-hmm. right and like you said jack the israelites would either adhere to that, hear that and obey, or sadly, as we most often saw, they would reject it, rebel and fall into destruction. Mm-hmm. Right. I think when we think of the, the, the big hitters in the old Testament, obviously I think the, the two most iconic prophets would be the one that met with, or the two that met with Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration. So it's going to be mm-hmm. Moses and Elijah. Elijah. Um, but it might even be helpful to go back and consider um, hopefully this isn't too controversial ground. The first prophet, so it's going to be Adam. Um, and Christ as second Adam. Um, mm. Adam You're safe here, buddy. You're safe. Yeah, You're I, safe. I'm among <laughs> brethren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Adam actually serves 
in all three offices. He functions as a king, he functions as a priest, and he functions as a prophet. Mm. And those offices kind of get split in his failures. Yeah. Um, but Adam, Adam serves as the mouthpiece of God to the creation in the garden, in the first temple, um, which is the Garden of Eden. And um, in failing to function in those ways, he sets the stage really for Christ, the better Adam, to come and be the true prophet that speaks perfectly God's word, to be the true priest that not Adam should have run the snake out of the garden, but uh, Christ comes and crushes the head snake or the yeah. snake's head. There we go. And then as king, he rules um, perfectly on uh, as God on the earth. So when we talk of prophet, we got to at least start with, with Adam and, and showing and, or at least acknowledging that when Christ comes, he is coming as the second Adam and exceeds and excels where, where Adam failed. Yeah. So r- random question for you guys. Who's your favorite prophet? You can't say Jesus. Old Testament prophet. When you think of Old Testament prophets, like who sticks out in your mind is like, oh, this dude. Man. So Daniel's obviously a boss. But, you know, you got to give Elisha some credit. <laughs> Any dude who calls out two she-bears to maul some kids who made fun of you. I was just thinking of that. <laughs> Distress, like, that was the ultimate okay boomer moment. Dude, I, that was, I mean, and he just, like, walks off. You're like. Just like, yeah, okay. It's literally the equivalent. Right. <laughs> it's, it's the equivalent of, like, the, of, of the 80s action star, the explosion happening behind him. And he just walks, doesn't blink, doesn't flinch. It's literally just that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I may have to go Elisha for that one. Yeah. All right. I think the, the one that sticks out the most is Ezekiel and just mm-hmm. the illustrations that he gives. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think of any – I think more of like who, who was heralding those illustrations to Israel – um, and I think he sticks out the most, I would say, but yet again, I think there, there can be a lot of things said just recently, you know, we had Palm Sunday and you had Zechariah who had the prophecy of Christ coming on the donkey. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a combination that you see with, uh, amongst the other prophets as well too, but I don't know, just something about Ezekiel has stuck out to me a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, Boy, Elisha's great. I, I'm going to go with Jeremiah just because I think there is, especially in my life, I think, I think it, it's comforting to know that there are others out there who understand that, you know, you, sometimes you don't see a lot of fruit in ministry, even though you want to. Um, it doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong. You know, like we still are called to preach the gospel, to do what God tells us to do. Um, and the results are ultimately up to God. And I think Jeremiah, through just the circumstances he got put, um, understood that probably better than most people. But I wanted to say um, Ehud. I know he was a judge, but the, left-handed, oh, yeah. the left-handed swordsman, though. Like, yeah. We'll have to do a series on judges because yeah. he is by far my favorite uh, tuck that character. Away, tuck that one away. You can bring it Oh, no, later. yeah, he tucked yeah. it away. <laughs> <laughs> I think favorite prophet to read uh, for me would either be Ezekiel or Isaiah. Mm. Uh, 
for Isaiah 40 through 66, the suffering servant songs, uh, hard to beat those, the insights that he was given into the, the coming servant of Yahweh who would come and, and make all things new. Pretty, I'm teaching Isaiah right now to an eighth grade Old Testament survey class. And uh, so I'm prisoner of the moment, man, chapter well, two, chapter 11, <laughs> chapter 40. Oh Dude, my the, 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 like, I am a man of unclean lips moment is just yeah it's literal fire (laughs) it's it's amazing that's how that's how the unclean lips were fixed (laughs) yeah that's right that's right (laughs) so when we think of christ as the mouthpiece um when we think of that the great theme that i mean it's kind of the odd it wasn't audacious because they really did speak on god's behalf but yeah when you consider the weight that is held behind you know thus says yahweh and they and the words that they speak are Yahweh's words. Yeah. Um, how do we see that played out, kind of more fully in Christ? If if Old Testament, and again, like I, I don't want to get too too down the rabbit trail, but I I would say that Old Testament prophets served a very legitimate, full function in what they did. But there's also a sense in which they were shadows that pointed mm-hmm. right. to a reality. Yeah. Right to the one who didn't have to say, thus says Yahweh. He just says, I, I speak. I am. Yeah, I yeah. am. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, he is the ultimate. He is the revealed word of God. Whereas the prophets were given the word to then reiterate. Christ says, I, I am he, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't need a mediator anymore. This is, this, you know, this is who I am. I am the mediator. And he, that just, just, just having, <laughs> having that incredible understanding of like you just said, Daniel, everything that the old Testament, all of the prophets, all of the words that the Lord gave were pointing to this one person who now says, I am the one that everything was talking about. I am the prophet. I'm the last one. I'm the ultimate one. I'm the perfect one. And we look at John, you know, the beginning of John's gospel in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Right. And in him was the, was the light of men. Uh, yeah. Just to have, just looking at Christ as the ultimate final revealed word of God. Thus says me <laughs> says yeah. who I am. This is my words to you. And it's, we no longer need imperfect man <laughs> to, to give us the word. We have Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's Hebrews one, right? Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in the last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. Pretty. Yeah, pretty, pretty mic, definitive drop, mic drop moment right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, like, I like how he puts it at the end, like, oh, and by the way, he created everything. Just <laughs> chuck that in there. Right. Yeah. Well, Romans 2, uh, or uh, Romans uh, 16, start in verse 25. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but now has been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all the nations according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Right. It's like these things that have been veiled. It's like in enshrouded in mystery and, and shadow have now been made clear in the person of Christ. Yeah. Um, 
I think one of the <clears throat> one of the aspects that I was kind of real thought provoking about Mark Jones's chapter uh, section on this is he says uh, a lot of times we think of Christ's office as prophet as ceasing uh, either the ascension or the consummation of all things. Um, I guess I wanted to kind of pick your brains at like how does that office of Christ's prophet continue like right now? I'm going to say a very $10 seminary word. Are you talking about pederism right now? I don't know. <laughs> we just uh, talked about I'm this afraid to say there. yes or no, to be honest. <laughs> it ceases to cease, right? Or it does not say every time we open our Bibles. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, in a sense, like Jesus was talking about. So I'll give you a good example uh, from scripture. So Jesus uh, in Mark chapter 13 is pronouncing kind of judgment over Jerusalem and their rejection of him. But he's also, if you look at the the structure of that chapter, it goes back to Isaiah mm. and how Isaiah was pronouncing judgment over Babylon. And so it's a really, uh, if you look at the, the, what Jesus is doing right there, it's like, dang, it's like, you done messed up Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> You're the new Babylon. Yeah. But, uh, I think, uh, so I think that he has, and I think too, he was talking about, I think his, what he does too is, I think in one sense, Jesus was talking about the destruction of the temple, mm -hmm. but then he was also talking about this, the, the crucifixion of himself too. Mm -hmm. And so in one sense, he's talking about a real tangible thing that's going to happen very soon, which is his crucifixion, but something that's coming as well too. And so that goes into even like eschatological understanding as well too sometimes and sometimes we get into the weeds about that but i don't want to get into the weeds about that because i had eight hours of class on it on friday so uh, nice. but uh so i think that yeah his i think i should say probably we should be looking for jesus but just because signs and stuff like this are happening doesn't mean it's a definite oh he's coming back it's like well he could be like but I'm not giving it a definite man. I've been hoping this Corona is like leading to the rapture, man. Like I'm going to get taken up coughing and wheezing the whole way. <laughs> My professor said, what's going to, I've had tons of people ask what's going to happen to our clothes. If we get raptured, I'm like, what? Like who cares? Well, no, 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 no. Don't you know they're like left in like a neat folded pile. Like, like wherever you just got zapped. Mm-mm. Daniel looks like he's no, about to so, die. Yeah, he's like, no. I'm triggered right now. <laughs> here so we are talking about let's, Jesus. Let's, so we brought the rapture up in here. Uh, guys, let's let's wrap this around. A little um, rapture goofing, to, all right? Yeah, that's right. Let me that's let right. me let me uh, hit you with some Mark Jones here real quick. Okay. It says uh, Jesus's role as mediator continues in heaven and in his exalted state. And a little further down, he says. As the sacred source or the repository of all truth, Christ is the sum and the center of all truth. He is the mediator, not only for our salvation, but also in all communication between God and fallen humanity. Like that, that's a function yeah, that's that is great. not stopped. Like he is still, uh -huh. through his word, through his spirit, ministering the word of God actively to his people. And that's one of the reasons why... Um, I, uh, on a Sunday morning when we read uh, from the scriptures, I have a few different ways of saying it. Basically, like, 
the Lord Jesus Christ, who is risen from the dead and seated at his throne, speaks to you as church today. Right. And then we read. Like he is still he's still active in his prophetic office. Like that that doesn't stop. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, it doesn't. Which which leads which I guess leads pretty pretty easily into the gospel element of it, right? Is that and Jack, I I, I wanted you to kind of take this because I think what sure. what interests me and what I was really encouraged by, you know, hearing how your elders are kind of forming this class is they don't just stop with the theology. They yeah. don't they don't just like, okay, how how is Christ prophet and then you're done? It's like, no, no, how does that truth then affect and infect how we should think, how we should live, and how we should lead in our churches, mm -hmm. right? So I want to throw that over to you now with our understanding of how Christ is the final, ultimate, and perfect prophet for us, the mouthpiece of God revealing his own will and word to us. How then do we change? How then do we live? So I'm going to read kind of what uh, we, this is a contention that we did in which we talked about the office of Jesus being prophet. So this is taken out of like a summation of Isaiah 61 and Luke 4, Matthew, Ephesians 1, and also Romans 10. So this is like a combination of what I saw in those scriptures and how this pertains to us. And so uh, we wrote down, uh, myself and another guy wrote down, God's chosen prophet, Jesus, perfectly fulfilled the law and proclaims freedom to all, to those who uh, hear and believe. Jesus dies in accordance with all the prophets and what they said. And Jesus rises with the prophets to empower us by the spirit to be his prophets. Jesus will come again as prophet to fulfill all that he has promised. And so just as Jesus is uh, God's ultimate chosen prophet to herald the kingdom of God and also die for us in our place for our sins, he's also coming again as kind of what we saw in the Old Testament where the prophets were bringing down judgment. He's going to actually execute it uh, in that he's the God man. He's the mediator between God and man, like we were talking mm -hmm. about. So, yeah. I dig it. Yeah. How like does, um, kind of to hitch onto that, one of the applications of the, any discussion on the threefold offices is what does the knowledge Christ is the prophet how does that comfort and encourage the church today? What would you guys say to that? I would say that uh, right now there are many of uh, many uh, charlatan that are <laughs> parading yes. right now. Yes. And, uh, I would say that Christ being a prophet actually helps out that situation because you can listen and hear Jesus's words and trust them versus guys who are trying to swindle you for money or trying to make an absolute, you know, jack wagon of a show or something like that. So, right. Um, I think that, I think Christ being prophet is actually, it puts your faith and trust more into Christ versus some of the things that we're seeing like right now, especially in our time with the COVID. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think mine, mine's pretty similar to that. I know, that when I open the word of God, I know that what I'm getting is the, the true unfiltered word from mm -hmm. Christ himself, that it's not being given to me 
through an interpreter, if you will, uh, you know, someone, someone who can, who can only, <laughs> you know, if the Bible's yeah. in Latin and I need a priest to give me the word, right. Mm-hmm. The priest acting as prophet to me. And we know the abuses that happen there, right. I have the word of God in my hands that I am able to access mm-hmm. all the time. And I know that every time I open that word, it is the revealed word of Christ himself. And that, that brings comfort because I know the word is sufficient. I know that it's, it's able to, to give, give me everything I need for life, salvation, practice. Everything that I need is found in the word of God. Absolutely. Amen. Um, I'd go kind of the same, in the same theme. Um, the, one of the functions of a prophet or duties of a prophet was to serve as the mediator between God and man. And, uh, the knowledge that Christ is a perfect mediator and that his mediation is perfect. It isn't flawed. It isn't, um, he's not disconnected from his people or disconnected from God. He, he is the God man perfectly um, mediates our relationship with the father. And so we need a perfect mediator and we have one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so therefore we don't need to look for other mediators. Um, we have him, we have him fully, we have him perfectly. And so no matter what we're going through in life, whether it is, you know, the craziness we're seeing in our world or the absurd things we're seeing on Facebook um, or, or whatever bumps are in the road, we can know that we have a perfect mediator who goes between us and the father. Yeah. And that, and that he will succeed in his mm-hmm. mediatorial office. Right, right, right. He's not, he's not striving in vain. No, <laughs> the, no, he doesn't. The battle has already been won on our behalf. That's, yep. that's such, it's so comforting. Absolutely. Well, gents, I think we did great injustice <laughs> no, we, took the, we took the best stab at that all right yes yeah, so that's right we did our best we, we we did a bayonet charge at it and maybe one third to two thirds of us hit hit the target but that's okay it's good stuff thanks for singling me but, out josh hey, you know I, I wasn't gonna name names <laughs> the holy spirit you know convicts that's but one of else. us needs to go back to bayonet practice yeah yeah <laughs> speaking of bayonet practice ooh. Oh gosh. We're not so we're obviously all online uh, right now. We're doing this over Zoom, so we can't do Corian culture, which some are happy, some are sad about. Verily. But I up something different. And I want to like I want to lean in to uh, you're not a jarhead. Do they have do they have a they have uh, nicknames for guys in the army? So I listen to a podcast that talks about, so usually you talk about um, soldiers or Marines who are like fresh, who are just strictly on the ground. They call them boots. boots. Uh, somebody called uh, the officer version of that a loafer. A loafer. <laughs> <laughs> I am now embracing a, a the slipper. loafer. Yes, I am. All right, now, so I, we've I am got, a loafer. Um, we've got a loafer on our, on our, uh, on our, on our ep to, to today. And something that I want to do, Jack, I want to throw at you some some army slang. It, well, it's going to be like army slash general military slang. And I want you to give us like the definition of what some okay. of these words mean. All right? Okay. Do I have – is this on a point basis? Do I get cigars for this? What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> I'll, I'll award the points and Josh will uh, recompense you. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> 
money out of my pockets. Okay, all right, here we go. Um, and to be fair, just full disclosure to our audience, I haven't read through this list, so I'm gonna oh, be no. like, oh, I'm man. gonna be self-filtering as we do this. It's gonna. I be will probably be filtering as well too. So. Okay. All right, uh, Jack. What is a chew? C H U. Okay, a chew is a. Um, it, it basically you had a lot of uh, chews over. It's like a. It's basically like a housing unit. Yes. But think of it as a trailer. Um, so you have they look kind of like tiny houses or like little like storage units. And so right. a lot of guys in Afghanistan had chews. Um, I actually was I lived in uh, a. It was like an actual like cement barracks uh, on this like little combat outpost, and we converted it into like a little barracks area. But I'd never lived in a chew. But if you lived in a chew, like you were like you were hoity-toity up there on the All planet. Right. Like you had All your right. own air conditioning and everything. Oh, so, yeah. You were the 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 high-end loafers. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah, so, monocle. so I, I feel like so so it stands for containerized housing unit. So I feel yes. like I feel like Jack. In order to get full points, okay, you have to give us the actual definition right. and then like a one-sentence explanation of what it is. Okay. Okay. Six and a half out of ten. Okay. All right. Not bad. Not bad. All right, Jack. <laughs> Good enough for Nancy Kerrigan, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had both needs. Okay, um, what is a, a DFAC? A DFAC is a dining facility. So yes. it is a, so basically it is like a cafeteria. Uh, it is basically a standalone cafeteria in which they just serve you food. Okay. And so okay. it's like, a, so like right now at, at Fort Lewis, you have a couple of different DFACs depending upon the units and everything like that. And so, All right. Ten points. There we go. Jack, what is a fitty? Oh, what? It's a rapper. Fitty. Fitty said is usually the yeah. list. Fitty. I've never heard that in my life it? before. No, F-I-T-T-Y. Okay. Fitty. I oh, those are those those are those little shorts you guys do PT in. No. Yeah, those they're are, a little fitty. Those, those are... are... <laughs> Oh, I forget what those are called. Those are Daisy Dukes. Daisy Dukes, yeah. yeah okay. no, term, so a all right, so in zero points. A a fitty is the M two fifty caliber machine gun. Fitty. Uh, we call it a mod deuce a lot of the times. Okay, all right, Mod-deuce. all right, that's fair. All right, what is a fobbit? Okay, a fobbit uh, is a is a person who lives on a fob, and a fob is a Ford operating base. So a fobbit is a person who is strictly. Uh, basically on that fob all the time so a lot of the times like if you couldn't get off the fob you're yeah. called the fobbit and you're like looked down upon and you're like this i don't know <laughs> don't, don't be, be, yeah i thought i thought i heard i was i was I, my answer would have been a fit little hobbit yeah a fobbit. <laughs> a, fob, yeah. a hobbit that does crossfit yeah <laughs> a fobbit. okay all right jack what is a a geardo a Geardo. A Geardo is somebody uh, who is like really focused on like collecting gear and then like putting it on their person. And so I don't know. It depends. Like some guys in the in the army, they would get they would buy like nine AR fifteens or something like that, and then they trick them out with all these different scopes and all like that. And then they who have like the the plate chest carriers with all your different like patches and all that. I don't know. I look okay. down upon that. 
Okay. I just need a knife. Give me a knife and I'll stab somebody with it. <laughs> All right, what is a green bean? A green bean. Uh, are you talking about the coffee? Are you talking about the coffee green bean? Uh, it does have to do with coffee, yes. Okay, well, I know green bean as like an actual, so when you're on deployment, they have these green bean coffee houses. Okay. In which you uh, you went to them and like different fobs had different like green bean, like little coffee houses and you yep. go there and you were able to get coffee. I don't know. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. It's a, it's a, it's a nice. civilian run coffee shop. Yes. Usually on large bases. Okay, nice. here we go. Yeah, we right. had those fobs all the time. So if you were, I did some missions where I'd hop from fob to fob and they're like, I'm like, hey, we're going to stop at this green bean to just, you know, sweeten the soldier's sweet tooth here so I can That's get right. him in the good moods here. So. There you go. Is is there a uh, iteration of the word or application of the word fob where it would be conjugated into Fabio? And if <laughs> if so, what would that be? Uh, never. <laughs> I don't know. We never had that. Uh, like a guy who's on a fob with long hair. Would you call him? No, oh, not unless he's like Norwegian or like. Hey, 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 hey! And there were some guys. Easy. There was a. Hey, there was some special forces dudes who were Lithuanians, and those dudes didn't. They looked like Vikings all the time. Yeah, nice. those guys didn't care. So Watch out. we will. We will. Those are my we'll people. Steal your knife. That's right. All right, Jack. What's a gun? A gun? <laughs> yeah. Is this like is this a trick question? No, because because you don't call a rifle or a pistol a gun. There's a specific this this is actually called they call this a gun. Man, I don't know. We always had I can't honest that I can't honestly answer that correctly because I would say well it depends because we had uh actually yes I could because in tank terminology you had a main gun yeah so the main gun is the actual like 102 caliber uh weapon system that shoots like you know 102 millimeter shells and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. all right yeah i would so, say the main gun like that yes if we're gonna give you the points okay we're gonna give there you the go. points because a, a a gun in military speak is either a mortar tube or artillery piece yes so yes okay. you're right Right I'm rusty. There. I've been out of the military for five years, for crying out loud, so... No, nope, you're all good. You're all good. All right, what is a JDAM? Oh, my goodness. A JDAM is a big freaking missile. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's, uh, it's basically, like, uh, it has a lot of technology to basically target a certain area and basically blow it up to shreds, so... Okay. What is a meat eater? Mm. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know if I can answer that one. I haven't heard that. You haven't heard that army one? Speak. So what is that? Meat eaters gun. usually refer to special forces soldiers who are focused uh, on violence missions. We call them snake eaters. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Um, okay, Jack. Who, <laughs> what? What is an oxygen thief? Uh oh, uh, cage stage. How can cage stage Calvinist? I mean, yes, yes, that's an extra point right there. Well done. Somebody who is taking up space, who is just useless to like a certain mission. I want to say we usually call them like mouth breathers. 
Yep. Um, they're basically like zombies. They're like, they're very, they're people that God bless them, but you, they can't do their job, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I've got a useless soldier or one who loves to hear themselves talk. An yeah. oxygen thief. Boom. It works yeah. on multiple levels. Yes. A, cal- a stage cage Calvinist. <laughs> um, okay. All right, Jack. What is a, a, oh, it's, it, it's a P-O-G pronounced pogue. Pogue. Oh, a, pogue. <laughs> a pogue. What is a pogue? A uh, pogue is a, is a person other than a grunt. Um, meaning ex- that. Literally the, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, basically if you are a pogue, uh, which is a, kind of a derogatory term too. Um, you are not in com- what we call combat arms, meaning like you are logistics. You are somebody who does kind of the uh, the supply chain, the menial tasks. Uh, usually, somebody who's called a pogue is like somebody who's not in infantry or armor or cav or not in field artillery. So yes, we okay. would call those people pogues. What does Tango Mike stand for? Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, on the move, I want to say. Yes. No. No. Tango Mike stands for thanks much. I was going to say the I guy in the unit that likes to dance a little too much. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's see here. Um, <laughs> whiskey tango foxtrot. We're gonna leave. Oh it. yeah, we're gonna leave. Yeah, that you, that's pretty yeah. self-explanatory. <laughs> I know that one. Um, we never used to say that though. I don't know why it's on the acronym list, but yeah. Okay, what is a a wooby? A wooby. A wooby is a uh, basically you have man. A wooby is a soldier's best friend. I think they discontinued them, I want to say. If they did, that's heresy. Um, basically, the Whoopi is like your liner for a poncho. Yep. And it is like the warmest. It is like if if grown men could have a blankie, this would be it. Because yep. it, like, it just like embraces you, keeps you warm. It is like the ultimate, like, I don't know, man blanket, so to say. Okay. Yeah. And last one, we're going to end with this, Jack. What is a self-licking ice cream cone? <laughs> I have never even heard of this. What? <laughs> I honestly, I have never even heard of this in my life. All right. Well, uh, well, As, I will give you guys, I'll give you the definition. And we on this podcast are self-licking ice cream cones. Because what that is, is a military doctrine or political process that appears to exist in order to justify its own existence, often producing irrelevant indicators of its own success. Okay. Okay. self living <laughs> self licking ice cream cone. <laughs> there was a lot of derogatory. I was subject to a lot of derogatory. Oh, um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Slang yeah. than just this. So yeah, we're trying to keep it PG. We are. We are. We are. <laughs> well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to call it a day. Um, Jack, before we get going, you have a podcast. Rep, rep your podcast real fast. Sure. Uh, we are three guys down here in Tacoma. We're called Brothers of Ash. Uh, that means many things to many people but basically we get on and do three of us byron chad and myself get on and do certain um, podcast episodes right now we're going through biblical manhood and we talked about obedience uh just last night there's some other podcasts with different things and two of us are of the 1689 persuasion and one of us is uh, a recovering 
man, he didn't even know who Stone Cold Steve Austin was the other day when we had this conversation. <laughs> and I'm sure Daniel's looking at me like, who is this that you speak yeah, of right now? I'm going to uh, guess a wrestler. But yes, there yes, you go. Okay. All so, right. That's, Five that's points for Daniel. Nicknames. That's just knowing nicknames. That's uh, I, I couldn't tell you anything else. Um. So yeah. Uh. So I think Chad is in, he's he's in good company though. We're not. All we right. don't go stage cagery on it, and we keep it pretty lighthearted. So I would equate us to like a Pacific Northwest version of the Happy Ranch, but. I mean, there you go. Figure it All out right. for yourself. But yeah. All right. You can follow us on uh, Brothers of Ash on Instagram, anything like that. Or you can find us on iTunes as well, too. So. All right. All right. Well, hey, everyone, head on over to Brothers of Ash, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. They are there. Go listen to them. And if you would not mind, head on over to iTunes. Give us here at the Reformatory a raving five star review. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook at Reformatory Pod. And before we leave, special announcement. Special announcement. If you head on over to Spotify, go over to Spotify. We have the official Reformatory Podcast playlist comprised of all the songs of Corian Culture in one playlist for your enjoyment. We've quarantined all the bad music that we've That's right. We've thrown them all into one pit and we're going to let them all fight it out. (laughs) (laughs) The soundtrack is called That's Oppressive the official soundtrack of the reformatory podcast head on over to spotify and get yourself some good some okay and some meh music out bye